Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Roaring D20s podcast. I am your empathetic dungeon master, Scott Jones, and today we have a very fun episode in store for you. But before we get started, there are a couple of things that I wanted to talk about. Firstly, you're going to hear a bit of an audio issue this episode. Jacob Scott, who plays our lovable half-orc barbarian Gork, had a dying microphone when we did a few of our recordings. We've tried to get rid of as much of the distortion as possible, but we unfortunately we're not able to get rid of all of it. So you're going to hear some of that in this episode as well as episodes five and six. That was when we finally caught it and were able to get him a new microphone. So please bear with us and I appreciate your continued support. The second thing that I want to talk about is a more sensitive subject. It has to do with the recent death of George Floyd and everything that's happened since then. To the members of the black community that listen to this podcast, hell, to any person of color that listens to this podcast, we here at Black Jackal want you to know that we see you, we hear you, and we're here for you. As someone who's dealt with a fair amount of racism in my life, I understand how powerless it can make you feel, how heartbreaking it is to hear, but we don't have to stand alone anymore to all the others remember that there are a number of ways that you can help if you're not comfortable with going to the peaceful protests that are happening all over the United States there are a number of organizations and charities that help out the black community that you can donate to and if you're not able reach out to a friend somebody you think might have been affected by this say a kind word You'd be surprised just how far a small act of kindness can go. With that said, we're going to go ahead and go into the episode. I think it's a good one. I think you'll enjoy it. Thank you for listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Roaring D20s podcast. I am your DM, Scott Jones, so let's uh, introduce the players that we have in our session today, starting with Caitlin McCaig. Hey, I'm Caitlin McCaig, playing as Caitlin McCaig, a tiefling ranger on a quest to uh, learn more about amazing creatures in this world. Moving on to Jesse Klein. Uh, yes, I am Bartholomew Sinclair. I am a half-elf bard, and uh, again, that's all you really need to know right now. <laughs> Next up is Josh Blodgett. Hey, I'm Josh, and I'm a half-elf wizard, uh, and uh, my character's name is Uther Beignet. I love baking. Next up is Chris Campbell. Hello, I'm Marcus Wayland, a human rogue in, seek uh, in search of adventure and seeking to help my fellow countrymen. And finally, finishing it off with Jacob Scott. I am Jacob Gork, orc barbarian seeking glory and definitely not William Bixby going by Bill for the man behind the curtain. Now that we've introduced our merry band of adventurers for the day, when we last left off, this group of adventurers, having been hired by the Lunean Royal Guard, made their way to Fort Dreyfus to retrieve the crown jewel stolen by the half-orc Golthok. Having dispatched Golthok, they are on their way back to the Lunean capital city of Zephyr. Uh, like I just said, when we last left off, you and Daphne, the small child who turned out to be the crown jewel, were making your way back to Zephyr, the capital city of Lunea. Uh, you've been walking back, you're out of the woods and into the plains, you've got about maybe an hour, hour and a half until you make your way back. Um, 
who is watching over Daphne? Uh, I think since uh, Marcus was the one that like first like brought her out of her cage and like put his like tattered like the tablecloth over him last time, he's probably like keeping it, her next to him. Okay, so Daphne is uh, walking near you, and though she seems much happier than when she was in the cage, she's mm-hmm. very frightened by her surroundings. You don't really know why. You get the impression that maybe it's been a while since she was uh, out of that cage. Uh, you recall that General Multhius, when he gave you the rundown, mentioned that the crown jewel had been stolen over a month ago. So it's been some time since she's, well, even seen the light of day. And she's clinging to your hand uh, tightly. And as you're walking, she looks up at you and says, Is there much further? No, that's a very good question, actually. Where are we? I have a map out, and I have it upside down. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Gork is, so Gork's I, intelligence is not high enough to know what confidence we should be having, but he feels confident about how close we are. I walk over, and I take your map, and I flip it around. <laughs> oh, got it. Sorry. Have we been Maps going in the, my strong suit. Have we been going in the wrong direction this whole time? I don't think so. I mean, according to the sun, we're not. Maps are stupid. Let's just go by suns and moons and stars the the true way of directions fair enough sure sure right um, okay someone else look at the map i don't care someone help me and tell me uh, where we're going give me the map here you go all right uther go ahead and give me an intelligence check first roll of the day all right don't screw it up Ooh, i um totally didn't screw that up <laughs> I rolled a three. A three. Oh my Good God. start. Such mm. intelligence. Mm. Much wisdom. Wow. Mm. I know, right? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna. What do you think, uh, Uther? Are we heading the right way? Was I reading it wrong? <clears throat> um, uh, maybe I should get a second opinion. You know, uh, it kind of helps when you have uh, two <laughs> eyes on the map. Uther, what was the total? <laughs> the total uh, is this investigation or this was just a straight intelligence check yeah that that's a three plus my four so um what seven. is that seven <laughs> I can't do math right now I am under good. pressure uh, so the seven, <laughs> looking at the map you do get the impression that you need a second opinion but just based on what you're seeing it would appear that you're heading in the right direction or at least in the general area all right um Let's see. Uh, what, what do you guys think? I think we're here. I point inconspicuously to the map as if I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Make a deception check. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. A little bit better. Um, where's my uh, <laughs> Where's my deception? There it is. Um, I, I, I got an 11 on that one. Who's got I'm a- going to make an imposed... Uh, insight check. Well, for this oh. type of thing, um, Caitlin, it makes sense for you to make an insight check just because he took the map from you. Everybody else, who has a passive insight over 11? Ooh, I do. I do. Okay. Uh, everybody who has a passive insight over 11 just knows that he's bullshitting. <laughs> <laughs> this I must be a, correct. Uh... <laughs> I trust you, Uther. <laughs> Uther. I got a 16 on insight, and I'm like, mm, Uther... Yeah, let me see the map again. Then I take it back. <laughs> Says the girl with the upside down map in the beginning. You know what? I was just <laughs> turning it around. You just took it out of my hands before I had a chance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. I, uh, I, I look down at Daphne and squeeze her hand. I'm like, don't worry. We're professionals. She looks at you and says, okay. Would you, um, would you like to ride on my back, maybe? On my shoulders? She, she looks at you and she gives you a, a 
a look that's half fear and half wonder. Like, you get the impression that she wants to say yes, but that she's been around a lot of bad people recently mm -hmm. and isn't entirely trusting. Hmm. I, uh, I look around in the surroundings. Are there any, like, flower bushes or anything like that? Uh, go ahead and give me a perception check. Alrighty. Ooh. That's a 21. A 21? That's a very good roll. Uh, looking For around. Flowers. <laughs> looking <laughs> around, you do see a couple of bushes off in the distance, and with mm -hmm. your keen eyes, you can spot just behind them, there appear to be a couple of flowers in the ground, of all different colors, in fact. Uh, all right, so I'm gonna like while everyone else is like arguing over the map <laughs> I'm gonna bring Daphne over there and like say Daphne. What's what's your favorite color? She looks at you and she says red So I find a, a reddish looking flower and I pluck it and I kind of like s Stick it in her hair. So it'll stay be like oh, it's a very beautiful flower for a very uh, beautiful little la lady and she looks at you and she, she kind of just touches the flower on the back of her head and just kind of looks up at you. And you, you get the sense that she's dropping her guard at least a little bit. And she says, thank you. Marcus nods and says, we might have some ways to go. It would save your energy if you wanted to ride on my shoulders. And so she looks up at you and she says, oh, oh, okay. And she, she just kind of holds up her hands. He <laughs> 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 picks her up. For the sake of being nice, I won't make you make a, no, an acrobatics God. check to, to make sure that you don't tip over. Thank God. Meat <laughs> child. Oh, man. So I... Okay. Um, those of you that aren't immediately in an argument, so Uther, Caitlin, you don't really notice that he's disappeared. Uh, Bartholomew and uh, Gork, you notice that... He, uh, Marcus has gone, and when he comes back, he does have Daphne on his shoulders, and she looks content. She looks happier than you've seen her in the time that you've known her, which at this point is only a couple of hours. Uh, meanwhile, moving back to the argument, between the two of you, you've managed to figure out that you, yes, have been heading in the right direction, despite the fact that the map has been upside down. And uh, from where you're looking, you've got about an hour left before you get back to Zephyr. Okay, so... um. Well, guys, we have a little little bit of a walk. Uh, you know, let's uh, liven it up with some friendly conversation. Uh, who wants to play Never Have I Ever? Yeah, what? I'm unfamiliar with that. You guys don't know that game? I grew up playing it with all my tiefling friends. Tief? Um, what, no. What did you normally do as a tiefling child with your friends? Uh, play. What do you think? We summon Satan? No. I mean, that's kind of what I thought. Hardcore. I mean, yeah, that's kind of the consensus here. Guys, I, would I never get have that thought there's that. like horns and I have like a devilish impish tail, but come on. Anyway. Caitlin, you can take an inspiration for that. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, okay, so how Never Have I Ever works is you tell something that uh, you've never done and see if anyone else has done it. And basically you get three chances to not do something. But if you do something, then you're out like three times. I did a terrible explanation of that. Basically, we try to rat out things that each other have done. This is what friends do? <laughs> yeah. Right. They try to force 
personal information out of each other? Oh my god, you guys make it sound like I was blackmailing my friends. That only happened once, okay? Just like, we're just trying to get some fun facts about each other right now. Oh, okay. I want to know you guys. I mean, we're going to be traveling for another hour. Who knows after this? Oh, so. Perfect. I'll start that. Never have I ever killed my father. Uh, I still have. Yeah, I didn't kill my dad. Am, am yes. I winning? Okay, that, that that's a way to start. Does does that mean he did kill his father? No, no, no. I still uh, have three fingers up. <laughs> yeah, so, like, he did not kill his father. Has oh, anyone killed their father? Not I. No. no. Looking at all of you and seeing that you've got three fingers raised, you, you watch as Daphne <laughs> just kind of looks down at her hand and she holds up three fingers as well. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Daphne can play too. All right. Um, who wants to go next? <clears throat> okay. Well, I mean, I guess I'll go. Uh, never have I ever... Ooh, this one's tough. I usually save the good ones for my friends. All right, never have I ever uh, missed a day of school. What school? You watch as Daphne's fingers go down. (laughs) Daphne, it's better to go to school every day. You need to be a smart lady. They didn't let me go to school after, after... Oh, it's okay. Never mind. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that was okay. Good job. That's an excused absence. Mm -hmm. Does an informal education count? (laughs) Uh, I don't know. This game is very confusing. I'm I'm, I'm gonna look up to Daphne for a second. Be like, well, what incident are you referring to, Daphne? Oh, there was a thing where one of the other girls at school pushed me on the ground, and my 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 dad didn't really like that, and he took me out of school. No. Oh. I'm sorry. You must push them back. Fight. (laughs) Gord, that's not good advice. It is the best advice. No, you have to be diplomatic. Talk through your problems and go tell on a teacher. Diplomacy with your hands. Caitlin, Gork, go ahead and give me a persuasion check each. <laughs> Let's see which of you Daphne finds more persuasive. <laughs> Ooh, it's going to be real hard to beat a nat 19 there. Ooh. Whatever. Ooh. <laughs> I got a 23 total. Oh, boy. <laughs> mm. It's going to be a 15, so yeah. <laughs> so you watch as Daphne kind of looks between the two of you, and she didn't really understand exactly what you both were saying, but she likes the way that Caitlin said it a lot more, and you can see that she's focused on that. (laughs) (laughs) I will be friends with this child before you, Gork. Anyway, (laughs) who's next? I guess I will. Um, Never have I ever not stolen bread. Not stolen bread. So you have stolen bread? bread. (laughs) Is what I'm hearing. Not stolen bread. I have borrowed it. Uther, this isn't how this works. <laughs> you can't do double negatives. <laughs> you watch as Daphne's hands. She, she gives you a sideways look at Uther and she goes, huh? And you watch as her second finger drops. <laughs> I immediately offer her uh, a croissant from the table from our, our, our uh, feast the other day. <laughs> Classic croissants. Uh, she she accepts it happily, and you can see that her mind has completely wandered off. She's not paying attention to the game anymore. Wait, Daphne, before you eat that, I have my special butter. Let me get it out of my bag. Oh, God. You can see that she, she's unhappy that you've stopped her from eating this croissant. I really quickly try to get my butter out, and then I just, like, 
quickly spread it on top of the croissant. I'm like, here you go, there you go. And as you discuss <laughs> the uh, the implications of using a double negative in Never Have I Ever, she's just happily <laughs> chewing on her croissant. <laughs> All right, Marcus. Yeah, you got um, one for us? Yeah, Marcus looks really uncomfortable right now. <laughs> like, very caught off guard. Normally seems put together, but he's like, uh, never have I ever um, uh, left the country. Fuck. I went on so many trips with my parents. I'm already out for one. There we go. Damn. <sighs> okay, Gork, what about you? Hmm. Mm. <laughs> never have, never has Gork ever not bathed in the blood of their enemies. Ah! Never not bathed in the blood of their enemies. Uh. So have so you have? Bathed. Oh my god, this game is so confusing. <laughs> <laughs> I have. I don't think I've purposely bathed, but earlier when I, you know, got that guy, I did have blood on me. Okay, I guess. Oh, I take you were one quite down. bloody. Yes. I was very bloody. <laughs> See my white shirt? It's pink. As you all debate Gork's oddly also double negative question, uh, <laughs> wondering whether or not your actions earlier today count as bathing in the blood of your enemies, um, you hear a voice interrupt you and says, I hate to be rude, but uh, I believe there are more pressing matters at hand than whether or not you've bathed in the blood of your enemies. And looking up, you've been walking for a good half an hour now, trying to figure out the intricacies of this game, and you can see that there are three <laughs> figures on the road in front of you. Well, really, one in front of you and two off to the sides. Um, the one in front is incredibly familiar. You know him. You met him yesterday. His name is Fandral, and he's the one that gave you the ring. Oh. He looks towards you and says, well, congratulations. I see you finished the quest. If you could just go ahead and uh, hand her over, we'll be on our way. I want to do... This guy sounds super shady. Mm -hmm. uh, what do his two friends look like? Um, his two friends, you recognize them. They're also uh, folks who were trained by General Molpheus. They were sent out on the journey the same way as you were, and they were part of Fandral's squadron. But as far as what they actually look like, both are human, both are male. Uh, one is rather large, and you can see that he's got a, a large ax strapped over his shoulder. Um, the other's a bit smaller, and he appears to have two swords, one on each hip. Uh, they are, one of them is leaning against a tree, and the other is just kind of staring in the distance. Neither are paying a lot of attention to what's happening. How does Daphne look in this exchange. Daphne is munching on a croissant and doesn't seem to notice that anything is wrong. And just as a, a refresher, Fandral was like the, the gnome or the, the halfling. I believe yeah, but... he was a halfling. <laughs> so I, uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny that we talked about like, oh, should we fight or should we be diplomatic when <laughs> facing bullies? Um, <laughs> so uh, uh, Marcus kind of like looks over to Fandral and be like, ah, uh, you know, I had a feeling you were up to no good when I saw you the other day. He looks and says, guilty as charged. What do you plan to do with her? Turn her in, same as you. Step aside. This is ridiculous. What part of it exactly is ridiculous? I understand that you have us outnumbered, but uh, you've been traveling. You're weary. We're not. You are short. We are warriors. And as you say that, specifically we are short, you notice that the one leaning against the tree, the one who's much larger, um, stands up a little bit and looks right at you, Gork, and he's about at level with you. Unintimidating. 
<laughs> his, t- his tusks are tiny. <laughs> and Foundro looks and says, look, we don't need to deal with all of this unpleasantness in front of a child. And I admit freely, I'm a bit surprised at, at the child, but that's okay. Do you really wish for her to see any more bloodshed? I would prefer not. What about if we just all travel together and bring her back? Oh, but I believe only one group can get the reward money. When we got her fair and square. And we're going to take her fair and square. We can just do this the easy way, or we can do it the hard way. So you're telling me this is just about the money? Oh, of course. What else would it be about? Can I roll an insight check? What are you trying to determine? Deceive is actually about if he's telling the truth about the money or if he has alter- ulterior motives. Sure, go ahead. Ooh, uh, 16 plus, um, where's my insight? There it is, three. So I got 19. 19? You get the impression that he's telling the truth. He seems to be after the money more than anything else. I see. Well, you know, we went through a lot to get her, and I kind of would like the money for my next expedition, so... We're going to have to take a hard pass on that. Yes, agreed. And also, what happens when you bring her back and she tells the king and the queen that you just killed her friends to bring her back? Friends? Oh, yes. (laughs) We're quite attached, you know. Do you really think that the Lunean princess is going to care one way or the other? If she gets brought home, what does it matter? Hmm. Well, she's been around a lot of sordid folks. Uh, just like you, really, if you're willing to do anything for money. I'm pretty sure that's why she was gone in the first place. Pretty sure she wouldn't like that very much at all. As long as she gets home. And as long as we get paid. So that's it, then. That's a hard pass. We're going to do this the hard way. <clears throat> Marcus kind of, like, leans down and's like, Daphne, it's time to get off. She looks uncomfortable but i mean if you pull her off of uh, your shoulders then she will uh she will she will get down willingly enough uh yeah he pulls her down and kind of like shuffles her behind him just stay back there everything's going to be just fine and she looks at you and uh she now seems to understand the situation that's going on here and whereas before she was content she was happy and maybe a little bit confused now she looks very afraid um she doesn't understand why You've taken her off of your shoulders, but she can, I guess, kind of feel the tension in the air. Well, gentlemen, ladies, shall we tussle? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, given. Can we start every encounter like that? (laughs) Absolutely, we can. Uh, So, that being said, everybody go ahead and roll initiative. Oh, God, I'm going (laughs) to. This fucking sucks. (laughs) Roll, baby, roll. Yeah, we haven't had a time to rest at all either, so... Nope. That's why they're doing this. Because they are and cowards. Fandral is standing in the middle of the road. The uh, the bigger guy with the axe is standing to your left or his right, and then the smaller one with the two swords is standing on his left or your right. All right, that being said, 25 to 20. Oh, this is starting off well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 20 to 15. 19. Okay, we have Marcus at 19. 15. All right. 15 to 10. 10. Gork has 12. Gork is 12. <laughs> Bartholomew is 10. Uh, all right, Caitlin, what you got? Five. Okay. Ooh. Yikes. <laughs> Real bad roll when you roll a two. Uninitiated, as it were. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. She that was being too said, busy. he would never have I ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to think of blackmail for you guys. I mean, friendship. Friendship. <laughs> friendship is great. Okay. That being said, um, at the start of the round, it's actually Fandral's turn. Uh, okay. Yep. So Fandral, who's standing about mm, 20 feet away from whoever is at the head of the group. Um, is going to go ahead and use his bonus action to cast Taunt. And he's going to cast it on Gork. So, Gork, I need you to make a charisma saving throw. All right, that's going to be a 13. A 13. 13. 13 is unfortunately not enough. So you are currently considered taunted, uh, which means until Fandral's next turn, you have disadvantage on attack rolls, ability checks, and saving throws. Tragedy something to keep in mind. It is a bit of a, a tragedy. Uh, at this point, he's actually going to move slightly forward and is going to cast Invisibility, and Fandral vanishes. God damn it. That's the end of his turn. Uh, Marcus, you're up next. All right. Uh, I'm going to take a free action to explain what's going on to this little girl real fast. And be like, Daphne, these people are trying to take you, and they're not very friendly, so just stay behind me and things will be okay. She nods her head. And um, I pull up my crossbow and aim it at the uh, the guy with the two swords. Guy with the two swords. All right, go ahead and roll the hit. Uh, 18. 18. That is more than enough to hit. Go ahead and roll damage. Uh, four, five, seven. Seven points of damage. All right, he certainly felt that. So as you loose the crossbow, um, the individual with the two swords, having just kind of starting to pay attention to the battle that's happening in front of him, uh, goes to step forward and immediately takes a bolt right to the chest. Um, he kind of looks at it, and it's pierced his leather armor, and he looks at it, and he looks up at you, and you can see that there's a bit of eye contact there, and you know that he's about to target you. Um, he pulls out his two swords and readies himself to attack. Uh, is that the end of your turn, Marcus? Uh, can I just ready my, uh, my sword? Um, sure. If you want to, what kind of a crossbow are you using? It is a light crossbow. Okay. Given that it's a light crossbow, typically mm -hmm. switching weapons is an action. But if you mm -hmm. want to use your bonus action, you can drop the crossbow and pull your sword. I'll do that. Okay. Yeah. So with the clatter, the crossbow hits the ground. Uh, you can see, or you can kind of hear Daphne give a, a small gasp as it hits the ground, not really understanding what's going on as you pull your sword. So Marcus, is that the end of your turn? Uh, yes. All right. It's now going to be the guy with the two swords turn. <laughs> so looking at you, he pulls both of his swords and closes the distance between you. Um, and he's going to go ahead and attempt to make two attacks. So the first attack, that is a 19 to hit. Ugh. Hit. Okay. So that's going to be a whopping three points of slashing damage. Alrighty. And then he's going to use his bonus action to attack with the other sword. <laughs> and that's a nine to hit. <laughs> Tonk. So, uh, as he swings at you, you see that the sword in his right hand goes a little faster than you had anticipated. It manages to cut you right across your left arm as you take a quick step backward. But as he goes in for the uh, opposing swing with the left sword, you manage to get yours up just in time to parry the blow away. And it misses entirely. That's going to be the end of his turn. Uther, you're up next. Gork, you're on deck. All right. So, um, the guy who disappeared, I'm trying to locate him so in this case i'm just gonna since i can't really see him i kind of aim in the general direction of where he was and i'm gonna use burning hand mm, okay so burning hands goes in an arc if i remember correctly does it not uh looks like it's a cone, a cone 15 feet mm -hmm. 15, a 15 feet. foot cone in front of you uh okay mm -hmm. go ahead is All that right. a roll to hit or a saving throw it's gonna be a save dex 14 
okay, so in this case, because of where you were aiming, uh, you were aiming at the spot where he was originally, is that correct? Yes. Okay, um, he's not there currently, so you get the impression that your spell didn't affect anybody. Okay, so in that case, um, where's my position uh, to uh, everyone? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, our group. So in terms of positioning, I'm going to go ahead and assume that Marcus is closer to the front, given the um, fact that he was closed in with the fighter, or where would you want to be? I would uh, I would imagine that he was. he's a little farther back, um, just to protect the girl, like in terms of the group, um, but like maybe off to the side so that the the fighter would come in, sort of a thing. Okay. Um, in that case, uh, given that Uther, where would you have been? Probably somewhere in the back. Um, exactly. I just want to make sure that I'm not like out in the open or like in front. So okay. I'm just gonna stay towards the back. Okay. So given that, what I'm actually going to do for this just because I, I know we didn't have a map but i didn't expect it to be unfortunately this technical this quickly so what mm -hmm. i what you guys are looking at here and we can if we need to edit this part out so i'm gonna say that if you take a look at what's on my camera the mm -hmm. f there that's a little bit sideways that would have been yeah. Fandral's original position about 10 okay. feet from this is what i'm calling the front line the midline and the back line Okay. Got Does that it. make sense? So two positions yeah. mm -hmm. on each one. Given what you had just said, Marcus, I assume that you're going to be in one of these two mid midline positions. Sure. Um, given that, since the first bandit attacked you, I'm going to put you there. Okay. 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 So um, Uther, which one of these are you going to be in? Are you going to be back left or back right positioning? I'm going to be back right. Back right. Okay. And I assume I'd be the other back since uh, I was arguing at the map. Okay. Okay. Gork. Where are you? Front and left. Front and <laughs> left. Okay. And that leaves Bartholomew. Middle and left. Middle and left. Okay. So front line is simply Gork. Uh, Gork, you're about 10 feet from them. Uh, Midline's about 15 feet. Backline's about 20 feet. So with a 15-foot cone, Uther, to have hit where Fandral was, you'd have to have moved up and slightly to your right. Okay. I'm cool with that. To also not have hit... <laughs> um, to not have lit me on fire. Yeah, no, it's not. Gork wasn't in the way. I, I put the M upside down from every other thing, so it looked like a W, and I was like, wait, William's <laughs> not here. <laughs> it doesn't even matter if you change your name to Bill. I'm still getting confused. <laughs> All right, so that being said, Uther, positioning-wise, you would have had to move use about 15 feet of movement to make it so that you could hit that spot without also taking a hit or okay. hitting a teammate. Does that sound Okay. Yep, sounds good. Okay, that being said, now that we've gotten that a little bit out of the way, Gork, you're up. All right, Gork, having been taunted by a measly, measly little halfling, decides to turn around and slap Mr. Two Swords next to him. Slap Mr. Two Swords next to him, okay. With a great sword. With a great sword, okay. Hell of a slap. So you're going to go up and attack Mr. Two Sword. Are you going to be taking a flanking position? Yes, correct. All right, that being said, go ahead and roll the hit, keeping in mind that you are just at a straight roll because it was uh, disadvantage... For Balance out my... and advantage for uh, and Correct. advantage for flanking. Correct. All right. Well, that's going to be a twenty-four to hit. Uh, that'll definitely hit. Go ahead. And that'll do. That'll do. So two d six plus three. 
That's nine damage. Nine points of damage. Why do I have to, a feeling that I'm going to have to change my never have I ever answer? It's <laughs> 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 funny as you say that, you hear, yeah, as, you, as that thought runs through your head, you hear <laughs> Gork uh, as, loud as, uh, as loud as he can possibly be. And you just kind of see the tip of the greatsword sink into the shoulder blade of the two, two sword wielding man in front of you. And as it continues carving downward, yes, a spray of blood does hit you full on in the face drenches your clothing, drenches your armor, and the man, looking down, drops both of his swords and then drops to the ground, quite dead. I look at Marcus and go, finger down. (laughs) (laughs) Cork, you can take inspiration for that. That was pretty funny. Yes. Uh, Okay, next up, Bartholomew. All right, so seeing that guy get eviscerated... uh... We'll change the thought. So the guy that's uh, on the left of us, um, so not mm-hmm. Fandral, you <laughs> uh, said he was carrying mm-hmm. a warhammer or a great great uh, axe. A great axe. Um, I'm actually going to target him with with vicious mockery. <laughs> uh, okay. And it's a DC 14 wisdom save. That is a natural 19. That is going to save. Fuck. <laughs> Well, then it does nothing. Okay, excellent. <laughs> Anything else you wanted to do on your turn, Bartholomew? Um, I guess I would end up actually. I'm going to move myself to position closer to Daphne. <laughs> okay, so Daphne's kind of off to the side behind Marcus. Um, so you can get there easily enough. There's not exactly anyone, an enemy blocking your way. So okay. did you want to be in front of her? <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so I, I kind of want to be in front of her, still kind of uh, looking in the direction of the um, Great Axe wielder. Um, and I'm just trying to keep my eyes out for, for Fandral at this point, since he's invisible. Understood. Um, that being said, it is now Great Axe Wielding Guy's turn. Caitlin, you're on deck. Hooray! <laughs> uh, okay, so the guy with the Great Axe, seeing that Gork has now moved, um, given that, he's going to close with Caitlin. <laughs> he doesn't have anyone oh, in his great. way anymore. Uh, he's going to go yeah. ahead and swing at you with the Great Axe. That is going to be a 23 to hit. That was a good roll. Yep, that hits. Hey. I'm squishy. Thanks for confirming the 23 hits. <laughs> All right. I mean, just in case you guys want to know. Important information. Caitlin, that's going to be 12 points of slashing damage. I'm down. Okay. Caitlin is now Fuck. down and unconscious. Um, God damn you, no. invisible man who's stupid. I hate your friends. And then I die. <laughs> and then I die. And the journey of Caitlin has ended. <laughs> Don't, forget to, uh, Don't forget to buy the book. Don't forget to buy the McCain Creature Compendium Volume 1. <laughs> if you guys buy enough copies, I will be revived. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back in this is a pay-to-play pay win. Uh, pay-to-play, pay yes. Win. Oh, God, that's funny. Uh, seeing <laughs> that his opponent has dropped, um, the individual is going to use the last of his movement to go ahead and close with Uther, but he can't do anything else this turn. Okay. So, Caitlin, make a death save. <laughs> Four. Four. That is one Ooh. failed death saving throw. All right, top of the round. It's actually Fandral's turn. Um, I'm like fading out to death, and I'm like, I'm totally gonna write this in my book. <laughs> <laughs> um, Uther, make an Arcana check. No whammies. No whammies. No whammies. Ooh, which is six. So that's gonna be nineteen. Nineteen. Okay, so with a nineteen. Um, you can absolutely tell that some sort of spell has been cast in your area. Uh, you're not sure what it is, and you're not sure where it originated from, but you know that it's not from one of your group members. And I see. with that, 
you watch as Daphne turns around and begins walking towards the forest. Son of a biscuit. Uh, I'm going to point that out. Well, I guess I can't point that out yet. You can point right? it out, yeah. Oh, I can? Okay. Then I'm going to point out. About it. <laughs> watch out, Daphne's walking away. That and was terrible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> accurate. That being said, Marcus, it's now your turn. You've got an uh, enemy behind you, a downed teammate, and a little girl walking away. I am going to spin and just throw my arm around her midsection to grab her back. Uh, okay. I mean, you're more than strong enough to grab her. Are you going to actually physically restrain her? Uh, that depends on how much she resists. Like, if, is she, like, going crazy to try to get into the forest, or is she... She's doing a decent job. To She's not really worried about getting out of your grasp as much as she is getting to her destination. Um, if you want to restrain her, that's easy. I can give you a, a low DC check for that, but that's going to be your action for this turn. Sure, that's what I'll do. Okay, go ahead and, in that case, just go ahead and give me an athletics check. Uh, 11. 11? That's actually more than enough. I mean, she's a little girl. Uh, so you yeah. actually <laughs> managed to pick her up off the ground, and she is struggling a bit trying to get towards the forest, but you've got her, but that's going to be your action. That being said, is there anything else you want to do this turn? Um, How how into it does the uh, the big guy that we're fighting look? Like, is, Does he look like he's ready to kill, or is he just kind of like... Well, considering one of your teammates is on the ground, yeah. <laughs> I would say that he's relatively ready to kill. Cool. Great. Just, just checking. Uh... As a free action, a wild gambit, I'll be like, look at our uh, our magic users in here and be like, fire into the forest. Okay, sounds good. Is that the end of your turn? Yep. All right, well, the next guy up is dead. So, Uther, it's your turn. All right. Um, using my 19 intelligence, <laughs> I'm going to uh, kind of um, eyeball where the girl was, was trying to go to and use Firebolt with a range of 120 feet. Okay, so Firebolt is a roll to hit. You're going after a target that you cannot see. That's going to be disadvantage mm -hmm. to the attack roll. Okay. First one is a 7. Second one is a 13. So I'll take the 7 plus 6. So that's going to be 13. <laughs> All right, wow, 13, that worked out well. <laughs> it did work out pretty well. Um, a 13 is not going to be enough. So as you cast the Firebolt, you see it whiz off into the forest that's on the edge of this plane. Um you hear it strike wood you okay. assume you've hit a tree i see i'm going to then um go to the left side of uh, marcus of of sorry marcus mm -hmm. uh, just so i can support him <laughs> so cool. keep in mind that if you want to get to where marcus is you're gonna have to leave combat range of the barbarian that's kind of on top oh, of you, right which means you I will take an attack, attack of opportunity mm, let me see I no, just will. stab my dead corpse again. <laughs> I will go ahead and do that. Okay. Um, so that guy's going to go ahead and take his attack of opportunity against you. That is a 21 to hit. Ooh, Ooh, that hits. Okay. So that is going to be eight points of slashing damage. I'm down. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> hey, I remember that happened a lot last time. <laughs> yeah, happened a lot. Uh, yeah, okay, so Uther is now down as well. So you now have two downed party members. Uh, that being said, Gork. It is time again. I go to Mr. Axeman, whose husks are tiny, and I swing at him. Okay, so you move around Marcus and uh, close in with the big bad. Go ahead and roll the hit. That's a 23 to hit. That that will hit, yes. Go That'll ahead. do it. Murder him. 
That's 10 damage. 10 points of damage. So, um, as you watch this big guy with his great axe move away from your second down teammate, he turns just in time to see you running up to him. And as you take your, you you have a great sword, correct? Correct. As you take your great sword and kind of slash it across his bare chest, because he's not wearing any chest armor, as the blood kind of wells and starts flowing down, he looks up at you and you see a fierce smile come over his face like finally a worthy opponent <laughs> All right. our battle will be legendary <laughs> uh, Bartholomew you're up next alright um, I'm actually going to run up to Caitlin and pour into her my last healing potion that I have okay Thank go ahead and roll your healing <laughs> that's going to be uh, da 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 uh, six points of healing. <laughs> I almost said healing damage. Healing <laughs> damage? Oh, God. I'm hurting you with health. Oh, my God. That um, potion tastes like garbage. And then do I have enough movement to position myself to be f- flanking with the uh, the guy that um, that Gork is, is on? Mm, from Marcus from Caitlin. to Caitlin was about... 10 to 12 feet of movement. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Then I'll do that. I'll position myself to be flanking. Okay, understood. Uh, so you're not flanking. Is that the end of your turn, Bartholomew? That is the end of my turn. All right, well, it's now Big Guy's turn. Big Guy is not focused on you at all. He's focused purely on Gork. <laughs> Come um, on, <laughs> you look, As you look into his eyes, Gork, and as uh, you're, you're determining just how legendary your battle will be, you see something very familiar, a fire that you've seen uh, before as this individual rages. That being said, he is going to go ahead and take a swing at you at disadvantage. Um, at disadvantage, that is a 16 to hit. Yep, that'll hit. Okay, so you take... Ooh, that's a lot of damage. (laughs) Uh, It's a lot of damage. You take a grand total of six points of slashing damage. Not dead yet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's good. Roll the one on the damage die. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so that's all that that guy can do. So, Caitlin, welcome back to the land of the living. It's your turn. Hey! All right. Get him, get him! I'm going to vicious mockery uh the big axe dude and i'm like oh you fucking suck you killed me and your stupid little child size axe i'm gonna fucking chop your legs off oh come on his tusks and how tiny they are (laughs) (laughs) all right so that's uh saving throw correct yes wisdom 12 wisdom saving throw d Ooh, roll the 12 on the die God damn so it. So with this guy's wisdom of minus one, that's an 11. <laughs> oh, yeah. Welcome Yay. to Barbarian Land. This is how it works. So that's a he success. Fucking four points damage. Four points Ooh, of boy. damage. So you, you see uh, the rage in his eyes. You watch as his swing connects with your friend Gork. And as you just kind of sit up, you're, you're still on the ground. You start to shout at him, ah, you're stupid. Like, ah, you killed me. Didn't even do it right. Ah. <laughs> he, he looks at you. And, and for a moment, Gork, you can see the fire briefly die from his eyes before it sparks up again. But you can tell that he, he he's emotionally wounded. <laughs> wounds like d- that heal very weakly I know with his child size axe <laughs> alright I'm gonna go ahead and take uh, my actual attack um, or do I have to get up are you using, your, are you using your bow no I have two short swords <laughs> you, well yes you will have to get up if you want to use your short swords <laughs> does that count as my movement it's half your movement to go from prone to, to get up 
Okay, I'll get up, and then I'm gonna slice at his legs. Okay, so you close in with him as well. Uh, you specifically doing a called shot against his legs? Yes. Uh, okay, that's going to raise the his uh, armor class that you have to beat. Uh, he is being flanked, though, so you are at advantage. Okay. Also, Caitlin, Vicious Mockery's in action. It's at an at-will. It's an at-will cast. Oh, yeah, but casting it's an time action, is one action. Time. Fair call. Oh. It's a cantrip, Where? so that's why it's at-will. Oh, okay, well, I get up, and then I stand there waiting to slash his legs. <laughs> but you have your swords. Yeah. <laughs> Prepared. <laughs> All right. Ready. So as you think, uh, for a moment, the image goes through your mind of you slashing at his legs, but then you remember that, oh, I have to get up and close with him first. And as you run up to him, you're like, next time. Next, <laughs> next time, time I'll hit him in the I'll legs. I'll slice those fucking next Achilles. Next time, gadget. Prepare okay. thyself. And so he that- is at disadvantage already, but the vicious mockery also technically puts him at disadvantage. Yeah, we're not we're not doing double disadvantage here. I'm not about that. No double disease. But on the plus side, that means for us too. Probably. Oh yeah, you guys won't be at double disadvantage. Yeah, I don't do double disadvantage. I don't do. I do one cancellation. But if you, it's it's a whole thing. We can go over advantage and disadvantage home rules after the session. Yeah, it's fine. I've, I've had a lot of people try to do a lot of things in my groups. That being said, it's now the top of the order, which means it's Fandral's turn. Um, okay, so make sure I understood this correctly. Sorry, it's been a long time since I've uh, since I've used this spell. Fandral is going to go ahead and cast Sleep, and since you're all within a 20-foot radius of one another, um, he's going to start by targeting Gork. Gork, how many hit points do you have left? Five at the moment. Five at the moment. Gork, you are now unconscious. You still have five hit points, but you are currently unconscious. Uh, moving on to the next target... That would probably be, yeah, Marcus. To be honest, how many hit points do you have left? Uh, I have. Let's see here. Oh no, this is not updated. I think I have five. Yeah, five. Five hit points, Marcus. You are yeah. also unconscious. Damn it. Um. Next up, who's around him? Bartholomew. I, I actually still have all my hit points. I have ten. Ten um, hit but, points total. Yeah. Uh, Bartholomew, you actually managed to resist. Um. Given how given how the the spell sleep works, so you managed to resist. So Gork, uh, you and Marcus are currently asleep, but that's all that happens um, this turn. Yeah, what's up? Can I I uh, have you seen my racial traits? Uh, I have. How do you want to play this? Um, mm, I'm just gonna play it play true. So play true. Um, let me double check something. Um, also, I, I don't know if this changes anything either, but I, I, being a half-elf, I magic can't put me to sleep either. Uh, it does change things. That being said, it changes who the spell targets. So, Marcus, you're still awake. Bartholomew, you're still awake. Uh, Uther, you're already unconscious. <laughs> uh, Gork, you're unconscious, and that means uh-huh. the spell effect would move on to Caitlyn. So, Caitlyn, you're unconscious as well. <laughs> All right, so Bartholomew, you and Marcus are the only two that are still awake. I apologize for the confusion, folks. Um, there were some intricacies with the spell that I hadn't taken into, uh, uh, that I hadn't accounted for. But that being said, at the end of that turn, Marcus, you and Bartholomew are the only two that are still standing. <laughs> I looked at Bartholomew. And <laughs> I look at Marcus. <laughs> it's now Uther's turn. Uther, make a death oh. save. <laughs> okay. Um, no Emmys, no Emmys. And 15, so I'm 15, good. that is one successful death save. Woo! 
Okay, next up is Gork. Gork, you're asleep. Correct. I'm snoring in Barbarian, which sounds a lot like regular snoring, but louder. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, okay, Bartholomew, it's your turn. Oh, it's me? Yay. Um, well, I'm going to attack the uh, guy that's in front of me. I'm actually going to use use my rapier on him because okay. Stick him I might as well keep going. <laughs> You're no longer at advantage. Right. Ah. Ooh. Yeah, that's going to be a, a nine to hit. Okay. A nine, oh. unfortunately, misses. So as you pull out your rapier and you go to uh, stab at this individual, you actually manage to hit him perfectly on, right in the peck. And the sword just doesn't go through. Yeah. Not the exhaust. Yeah, that's, that's all I can do. So I'm going to okay. stay there. All right, Bartholomew, that's your turn, which means it's actually the bandit's turn. Um, since you're swinging at him, he's going to swing back at you. Now he is at disadvantage because he's not being flanked anymore. So now the effects True. of Vicious Mockery do come into effect. Uh, hey. So at disadvantage, that is a 16 to hit. Still hits. Okay. <laughs> damage, that is going to be, oh, you got lucky, my friend. Eight points of slashing damage. I am lucky. barely alive. Yeah, but you lucky. are alive. Uh, so as he kind of stares at the tip of the rapier that's kind of just poking out of his chest, he just kind of takes a hand and moves it out of the way before wielding his great axe with one hand and just kind of hitting you right in the arm with it. And you can feel the blade sink into your arm, and it, it, it's very, very painful. And you know great. that blood loss is going to hit you soon. Um, that being said, it's actually Daphne's turn. So Daphne is going to attempt to struggle free from you, Marcus, and the first thing she's yeah. going to do is try and bite you. So I need you to make a strength saving throw to see if you can hold on to her. Dad, she's not asleep too. All I can think of is that commercial for like, what was it, the the kid sleep thing that was just like chloroform. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Just fucking knock wow. your kids out. Get a, wow! Dunk them. <laughs> Get out of here. Don't, don't deal with kids. <laughs> I got a 19. A uh, 19. Uh, yeah, you're you're fine. As, as much as she's struggling, uh, her bite can't get through your armor, and she's she's a little girl. Like, she can't <laughs> struggle out of your grasp. Uh, so you managed to maintain hold of her. That being said, bottom of the order. Caitlin, you want to do what you tried to do last time? <laughs> oh, right. Oh, I'm asleep. <laughs> Fuck you. First I was dead, now I'm sleeping, and you taunt me. I was like, oh, what? I can move? No, can, I can't. Can we just be real talk? No. I forgot that I put... Put you to sleep. <laughs> it's, God, so now it, now it's a taunt, but no, I, I remember it, but now it just came off as a taunt. Uh, so that being said, we're back at the top of the order, which I, I didn't really think would happen. Um, oh, let's see, what targets do we have? All right, uh, Marcus Fandral from uh, the edge of the forest where he is casting his spells from is going to go ahead and attempt to shoot a firebolt at you. So you... Uh, While I'm holding the little girl? Yes. Uh, he's targeting specifically you. We'll see if he can actually manage to hit you as opposed to the oh my girl. God. Ah, bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> if I can't have Target her, nobody children. can. <laughs> uh, so that is, is, that's a 14 to hit. Uh, it's just my normal armor class, right? Correct. Uh, 16, so. All right, so it misses. So you watch as you manage just in time to see a little bit of a glint coming from the forest. And as the firebolt mm -hmm. streaks out towards you, you manage to pull you and Daphne completely out of the way. <laughs> and it just whizzes off into the distance. Uh, you hear, as a Fandral's free action, you hear a, an audible curse coming from the forest. <laughs> uh, that being said, that's going to be the end of his turn, which means, Marcus, it's your turn again. Uh, is my crossbow still, like, around my feet? Let's see. Yeah, yeah. You're, it's still nearby. 
Can I pick it up and just shoot it towards where I saw him? Uh, what's the range of a light crossbow? A light crossbow range... 80? 80 feet, yeah. Is that long range? Or is that short yeah. range? Is it 80 to 40? It's 83-20. Okay, 83-20. You can, but before you do that, can you give me an intelligence check, please? Sure. Uh, 21. 21. You watched as some of your companions just kind of dropped to the ground without seeming to have taken wounds, and you realize that you've seen this before, and you can mm-hmm. undo it. <gasps> okay, that was going to be my other question mm-hmm. before you started to um, shoot at before me. Before you start shooting, which uh, I... Yeah. Before you start uh, shooting, I just wanted to give you the option that you've seen the effects of the sleep spell before. Mm-hmm. Um, and despite the fact that uh, it had no effect on you, you know that doing anything, like including just slapping your friends awake, will work. Well, then. Kick the barbarian! I'll, <laughs> I'll go over and I'll just like kick Gork in the arm. Are you actually trying to like just kind of slap him Not, awake or are you just trying to kick yeah, him? Yeah, slap him. Okay. Slap, well, you know, easily slap him but with my foot. <laughs> okay. You know. You're holding a struggling little girl. I am going to make you make an unarmed strike attack roll for that just to see what happens. Not going to be a disadvantage sure. or anything. Uh, 13. 13? That's enough because Gork is down. Uh, that so is Gork- also my AC. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're, you're prone anyway. Gork, you feel a slight kick in your stomach, and as you're, you're having a, a wonderful dream about ripping apart <laughs> those with tiny tusks, when suddenly you feel something hit you in the side, and as you try to slap it away, you regain consciousness, looking at the dirt, and realize that you've still got uh, a legendary battle to finish. Ah! Oh, how could I fall asleep so fast? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that being said, um, you are now awake, Gork, but you are still prone currently. And it's now Uther's turn again. Uther, give me another death save. Oh boy, here I go. <laughs> Woo, 12. 12, that's two successful death saves. Hey, at All least right. you're good at rolling those. I, I, I know. Thank God. I feel like every turn we've had with you in combat has been Uther roll a death save. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's going to be the ongoing joke. I'm just constantly at the edge of death. <laughs> I'm going to make you a shirt with that. Bread and death. Bread and death. <laughs> just a shirt that says Bread Uther make death. a death save. <laughs> That or what Jacob just said, bread and bread death. Bread and I death. Oh, that's what it should say. Like all I need in life. The front will just say bread and death, and the back will say Uther make a death save, and it'll be like the, the model <laughs> that you drew for him, just like on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. This needs to be a thing. I will wear that. 10 out of 10. 10 Lovely. out of 10. Uh, okay, yep. so Gork, your turn. I stand up mightily. Okay. Look at course. the man. Flanked, who is now flanked greatly, because mm-hmm. I haven't gone anywhere or done <laughs> anything. <laughs> and I pull out that greatsword with a menacing glint. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, well, it was a 21 to hit on the first roll and a 19 to hit on the second roll. So mm-hmm. okay. Okay. it hits either way. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, before you do anything else, though, I need you to go ahead and make a performance check. Actually, <laughs> not performance, not performance. What am I saying? You stood up okay. mightily. Make an intimidation check. Hey, ooh. <laughs> We're looking at a 15 for intimidating standing. A 15? As you stand back up and you flourish your greatsword and give him that that uh, patented gork grin, uh, he knows that something bad's about to happen, and you can see the fear in his eyes. Guess what that bad is? 
13 damage of bad. <laughs> <laughs> so 13 damage. As he stares at you, you watch as his confidence falters momentarily, and you see the fire die in his eyes as the rage ends. Uh, and as he briefly drops the great axe, not to the ground, just lowers it a little bit, you take the opportunity, grab your sword, and do a perfect horizontal slice right at his neck. Some poor honor shit and here. And everyone just kind of stares for a minute as he just kind of looks at you, and he looks down, and his whole head just tumbles forward and hits the ground. Oh. <laughs> I, I cover Daphne's eyes. <laughs> I'm laying on the ground, so I can officially say I've been in a bloodbath. That's two of you that two have now bathed in the blood of your enemies. <laughs> I guess, uh, did, did, his, did his neck squirt blood out, you know? Or was it like... So clean. Anime blood fountain style. Uh, It was definitely (laughs) anime blood fountain style. I'm drenched. I am also drenched. (laughs) Well, no, no, no. Technically, technically it's only spraying in one direction. So, um, Jesse, evens or odds? (laughs) Odds. Odds. Evens. Fuck! (laughs) Kaylin, you are covered in blood. (laughs) I am a full red tiefling now. More of the same, more of the same. Perfect. (laughs) All right, so... I'm drowning in blood in my sleep. This is gross. Gork, is that the end of your turn? That is is the end of Gork's turn. All right, Bartholomew. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I am actually going to try and and stabilize Uther. Uh, Okay, do you have a medical kit on you? I I don't, unfortunately. All right, straight medicine check. (laughs) Which I'm not great at, but I just don't want him to die. Just don't make it worse. Don't make it worse. Don't, don't you dare say that. Hey, thanks for giving me <laughs> DM ideas. Uh, I, I hurt you with health damage. 16 on medicine. A 16. Uther, you are now stable. You still have zero hit points, but you are no longer considered to be dying. That's good. Yeah. So you, you're not rolling death saves anymore. If you get hit again, you will start having to make death saves again, but you're stable but unconscious. Uh, is that the end of... Yeah, and I'm just going to say that uh, we should probably try to get out of here if he's still invisible. If Angel's still invisible. He's right over there! You're a bard, correct? Yes. Bartholomew, go ahead and give me an intelligence check. Ha! Uh, that is a, an 18. You've seen the effects of an invisibility spell before. Given how much magic he's been slinging, the odds are he's not invisible anymore. Ah. Then, then, uh, then instead I'll be like, he, he's in the forest somewhere. He's got to be visible at this point. <laughs> I just smile real big. Okay. And if, and if I can do like a free action, I'll be like, yes, right there. And I just point where the fireball came from, the little glint and the cursing. All right. Sounds good. Um, that being said, Caitlin, it's your turn. I'm asleep. <laughs> Caitlin, good still asleep. Uh, okay. I'm asleep and That being said, we're going to move back to the top of the order, which means it's Fandral's turn. So those of you that are closest to the forest, which is Marcus, Bartholomew, and Gork, I need you all to give me a perception check. Marcus, you're at disadvantage, only because you are holding a struggling child. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. 18 perception for Gork. <laughs> no. So four. Four, okay. Yeah. Non-natural so 20. Handful. <laughs> unnatural 20. Yeah, unnatural, yeah. <laughs> All right, Bartholomew, Gork, you can clearly hear the sounds of somebody scurrying in the opposite direction coming from the forest. Uh, you get the impression that wherever Fandral is, he watched his companions drop and is now running the hell away. 
Ah, uh, like a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going, tiny man? So, Sweden, the family said. At the end of that turn, we are considered to be out of combat. Someone so. please help me. I'm leading out. <laughs> Uther, you are no longer dying. Caitlin, you're still unconscious. Moncus, uh, as the others, does anybody point out that you heard people running away? I did. Call, well, we called him a bitch, and I just told. I just called him a little man running away. Okay, little man running away. So, Marcus, you get the impression that uh, even though you didn't hear it, Fandral has left the combat area, and you notice that suddenly Daphne stops struggling. <sighs> oh, good God, good gods! Um, you, uh, you, you, Bartholomew, take care of this tiny child. Uh, sure, sure, I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> But, uh, I feel a little Marcus awkward as I'm doing that, by the way. <laughs> Marcus darts into the forest after him. Oh, okay. So you're you're giving chase. All right, that being said, we'll get back to you in a minute. Uh, Gork. Sure. Oh, I want to grab my crossbow on my way out. Okay, too. sounds good. Gork, what are you doing? Oh, I'm definitely trying to book it after him. Okay. You kidding me? This right. man <laughs> put me to sleep. Six some dudes on me. I'm up city spaghetti. All right. Sounds good. So <laughs> let's see. We've got Gork and Marcus giving chase, Bartholomew dealing with a little girl, and then one unconscious and one asleep. So let's let's move on to uh, let, let's move to Bartholomew. Bartholomew, yeah. you're babysitting us. Yeah. So it's just you. A little girl who isn't moving a lot in your hands. And in fact, she's not really moving at all. And then two downed teammates. What are you doing? Um... <laughs> She is she unconscious? Like is is Daphne unconscious, or is she just not moving? As you kind of turn her over, you can see that her eyes are open. You you, you know she's conscious, but whatever just happened to her had some kind of an effect on her. She's okay. unco- she's conscious. She's alive. She's just not moving. So I'm gonna I'm gonna look at her and be like, everything's gonna be okay, but we we still have some things that we need to do right now. We need to go wake wake up my friend over here, and 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 get her to to help us a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Daphne does not respond at all. Uh, I'll, I'll take that unresponsiveness as a yes. So I'm going to start to lead her over towards <laughs> towards Caitlin um, and and kind of rustle her awake with my other hand that, that's not holding on to Daphne. All right. Congratulations, oh, God, Caitlin. You're conscious. What, where, what? I didn't get a slice of Achilles. Oh, why Ka- am I covered in Caitlin, blood? L- let's, let's focus for a second here. Uh, I can't. No, no. Listen, listen. Uther is down. Do you have any way to heal him? I, I, I don't have any anything else to heal uh, him right now. Oh God. Gork and Marcus have have gone to chase after Fangel into the woods, and and we need to get everybody up as as soon as we can. Okay, let me see if I can. Stabilize him. Um, He's already stable. We just. We, do you have any healing of any kind? Huh? I don't, but I can. I can try to uh, forge together something. Like I can rip off some of my pants and make a bandaid. I don't know. I can just try to help him, but I don't have any healing potions or abilities. Caitlin, make a make a medicine check. Okay. At least I have a plus three to medicine. <laughs> Ah, no, my D twenty. <laughs> Can I count it? It's a nat twenty on the floor. Oh my god! <laughs> for another Dr. check, I might have, I, <laughs> For another check, I might have made you re-roll just so you're aware for the future. Um, but for this one, it's totally fine. So just taking a look at him as you're frantically searching, you kneel down next to Uther and you're kind of looking at him, looking at his wounds, and you realize that. He's no longer bleeding. He's not in any immediate danger. Anything that you could do um, using the stuff that you have around you wouldn't really return hit points to him and therefore wouldn't really have a positive effect on him. Okay. He just he, he needs a spell or a potion or time. Okay. Um, 
Bartholomew, I think we just got to leave him to heal up. He's not going to bleed out. He's stable, but I don't have anything to heal him. But how's Daphne? What, what's wrong with her? She's conscious, but not responsive right now. And I, I think she's a little in a little bit of shock right now. Um, I also think leaving Uther to run off into the woods uh, might not be the best idea either. Um, okay, I'll, I'll stick back with you. I mean... We, you got your hands full already. I don't want us to get jumped again. I think the two of them can handle that asshole of a gnome. Speaking of, let's move over to Gork and Marcus. <laughs> As you start sprinting your way into the woods, can I just know real quick, Gork, what's your uh, what's your movement speed? Uh, 30 feet walking. You, you Marcus? Oh, shoot. Where is that? Oh, um, 30 feet as well. Okay, up. so you guys are running pretty much side by side as you head into the woods. Uh, looking around, I need both of you to give me quick investigation checks. Um, and because they're quick, it's going to be at disadvantage just because you're looking for signs very quickly. You can't see him currently. Okay. Well, I got a nat 20 and a 17 plus... He said it was investigation, so it's zero. So I got a nat 20 and a 17. Okay. so it's better than I got. My best is six. Okay, so as you run into the woods, um, Marcus, you're looking down trying to find footprints, rustling grass, anything like that, something that would give away where he was, and you don't immediately find mm -hmm. anything. Meanwhile, yeah. Gork, you smell him. <laughs> Smells sure. like <laughs> <laughs> Marcus looks up and is like, what? And, and you, can, you can definitively say that at least when he was first in the woods, you know that the tree he was hiding behind for cover, and you know the general direction he went. But that cost you a little bit of precious time to go after him. So at this point, you guys start running again. But this time you're in the woods. There are a lot of definite, like, tripping hazards. So I need you both to go ahead and give me, uh, ath or, yeah, athletics checks for now. 22 athletics. You are a strength-based character. Correct. Very strong. Uh, six. <laughs> and a six. So as you start Not running through the time. woods, Gork, you're leaping over uh, trees, roots, bushes, anything that you can, that would get in your way. Marcus, you're having a really hard time keeping up, and Gork, you start to pull ahead. Um, given that, Gork, I need you to give me a dexterity saving throw. All right. Uh, Twelve. 12. As you're running through the woods, leaping over whatever you can find, uh, unfortunately, just too late, you happen to see the glint of something between two trees. And as your foot goes right through the tripwire, you end up falling flat on your face. You don't take any damage, but it takes you a little bit to recover. And when Marcus finally catches up to you and you've managed to get yourself back to your feet, no trace of Fandral. He's gone. God damn it. <laughs> it's okay, friend. We'll get him. We'll get him. He pissed his pants. I can't smell him anymore. This is shit. Fuck. Don't worry. We killed his compatriots. We'll get back to our own and see that they're taken care of. Get back to the town and report on what he did. I find him again. We're gonna chuck him into the sky, halfling, and start stomping off. So <laughs> my thoughts exactly, friend. <laughs> uh, Ten to fifteen minutes later, Caitlin, you and Bartholomew are just kind of sitting there, looking over Uther. hasn't woken up yet. Uh, no, Daphne no, no. still hasn't recovered from her shock, but you do see your companions come out of the woods and make their way towards you. Oh, are you guys? Did you get him? What <sighs> happened? Unfortunately, not. He was able to get away. He had a, a trap prepared, it seems. Damn. Well, I mean, at least. He's not going to bug us. We got to hurry and get back. I don't know what's wrong with Daphne. Something's wrong. Mm. Did she get hit? I thought I protected her well enough. It's more shock than anything else. I think that spell just did something to her psyche. We just got to get her and Uther back to some type of healer. 
Uh, Marcus goes up and kneels down to her and says, Daphne, are you in there? No response. I'm just bodily ch- chucking Uther onto my shoulder okay. while this is happening. You're strong. He's little. No check. Easy enough. <laughs> it's not It's not comfortable, but it's effective. Okay. Don't worry. Marcus uh, picks, uh, picks her up and just kind of holds her in his arms and carries her. Okay. Um, so that being said, it only takes you at this point about 20 minutes to get back to town. Where are you heading first? Um, I think we need to find a healer and take a short rest. I, I think it might be wise for us to rest up and be at full health just in case we run into anything else on the way to take her back to her family. And for the record, Caitlin, you're in town at this point. Okay. Well, I mean, specifically go to a healer somewhere in town. Okay. Just to get Uther That's back up or... Yeah. And then just maybe get something for Daphne. Just see if there's something that can help her come back from shock. Um, go ahead and make a wisdom check, Caitlin. Uh, wisdom. Uh, 11. Mm, 11. Um, you're not really sure where in Zephyr you could find these things. The only point of contact any of you really has are the people like General Moltheus and uh, Kaspar, who was giving you the assignment originally. You know, okay. what if we just brought them back to Kaspar or, or Moltheus? That way, th- they'll probably be able to have healers on by. This is the princess, after all, and I'm sure they could take care of her, and we'll be able to take care of Uther at the same time. Okay. Considering Let's... how much food and drink they spent on all the adventures, I'd say that they would be willing to help heal our friend. Yeah, let's just go in cautiously. I I know that our last encounter was just a, probably just a band looking to get their own coin, but I don't know. I'm on edge a little bit. That's understandable. Okay. So are you making your way back to where you originally set out from? Yep. Yeah. So as you make your way into the, the compound on the side of the city, um, as you walk in, you can see that it's it's much emptier than you've ever seen it. Uh, you were training for a while with about 50 other adventurers, most of whom you passed dead on your way to retrieve Daphne. Um, when you go into the office area where you know Multius should be, you can see that he's sitting behind a desk. And as soon as you walk in, he spies your injuries. He sees Daphne. He sees Uther unconscious, and he immediately stands up and says, What happened? Are you okay? Glory! And Redman's fragile. In, in more yeah. than five words, um, we, we, <laughs> we need some medical attention for both Uther and, honestly, for Daphne here. Um, she seems to be in a bit of shock. Uh, we had an encounter with Fandral, of all people, um, one of the other teams, and uh, we were attacked as he was trying to retrieve Daphne for their own gain. Um, so if we can get some medical attention now for these people, uh, that would be much appreciated. <laughs> and you can see Maltheus is already nodding, and as you're finishing the story, he's already uh, moving to the door behind his office, and he slams on it three times as he says, medical attention first, story second. Um, uh, maybe 20 to 30 seconds later, you see somebody come out in long robes and immediately kneel down next to Daphne first, doesn't really pay a lot of attention to Uther, and just kind of looks at her, starts uh, appraising. You all recognize this person as a cleric. Um, and when she finishes Daphne's appraisal, she stands up and says, she's fine. No injuries. She's just in shock. Whatever happened on the road has uh, left an Im- impact on her, but uh, she'll recover. She will most certainly okay, recover. At which point, she moves over and asks Gork, would you kindly lay your friend on the floor for me, please? 
I do it as kind as a barbarian can. I'll leave that to everyone's imagination. Okay, so uh, <laughs> when you come to, you can see a beautiful woman standing over you, Her the light just barely dying uh, from her hands. As you sit up, you feel a bit of a knot on the back of your head. <laughs> you get the impression that you weren't put down as gently as you would have hoped. Oh, my head. What happened? Get this man uh, some bread, stat. <laughs> <laughs> bread straight to the veins. Uh, yes, yes, yeast me up. <laughs> yeast me up. Slowly, uh, slowly. <laughs> Gross. Classy. I, <laughs> All right, I have no words. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Is um, there any wine nearby or any type of drink? Um, Not that you can immediately see. Do you want to ask for it? Yeah. Okay. Can I just have like a, I don't know, a nice ale? This was a really tough time, and I drank a lot of blood on accident, so I'd like something else, please. You can see that when General Mulfius, when you say drank a lot of blood, he for a moment looks alarmed. Um, you don't need to make a check to, to get the impression that he might be a little biased against tieflings. Um, <laughs> story second. He, he sees that the tiefling has just talked about drinking blood, but then he notices that you are, in fact, covered in blood and that you appear more disgusted than thrilled. And he says, we can get you ale and drink in a moment. I think first we should go report into Caspar and get Daphne returned to her family. How does that sound? Okay. Yep, I'll just uh, eat the butter out of my bag to get rid of this blood taste. All right, let's <laughs> right. go. Right. <laughs> uh, and as you all begin walking out of the door, getting ready to reunite with uh, with Caspar and return Daphne to a rightful home and hopefully get paid, that's where we're going to go ahead and stop. Hey, we did it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yay. Oh. oh, yes, this yeast on me is so good. <laughs> you and uh, me all the people how could you do this to me josh thank you everyone for tuning into another episode of the roaring d20s podcast don't forget that if you want updates on when episodes are released you can follow us on twitter at rd20s podcast thank you everyone for uh playing with me today and i hope you all have a wonderful time and we'll see you next time i don't, I don't remember what the rest is <laughs> that'll work you're gonna work yeah that'll all work right. for now Hey guys, Caitlin here. Thank you so much for listening to episode four of the Roaring D20s podcast. And now that we are out of the pilot episodes, we are going to be starting the review shout outs. Basically, if you would like a little bit of a shout out here at the end of the episode, if you want to leave a review on Apple podcast or you can comment on like our Twitter or Instagram, anything like that, we will be shouting out here at the end of the episode. First off, Zane Eisget, thank you so much. You said listen to the session in my car and it was so fun. Really appreciate that. Thank you so much for your comment over on YouTube. Art of the Crow, finally able to finish the episode and started episode two. Now this is a very entertaining and I love it. I really appreciate the comment, buddy, and thank you so much for listening to the podcast. And finally, Hannah, thank you so much over on Twitter saying, I just finished the pilot and I loved it. I already love the characters. I'm excited for the next episode. Thank you all so much for the wonderful feedback. Anything you guys have for us, please feel free to shoot us a message over on Twitter or our Instagram at RD20s Podcast. We'd love any constructive feedback that you have for the podcast or just like tell us what you like. We love to hear from you guys. And we'll be rotating the cast of characters here at the end of the episode. So thank you guys. But either way, thank you so much for listening to the podcast and we will see you guys again very soon.